Hey you, you're listening to the Millennial Building Roots Podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things real estate, entrepreneurship, money, life experiences, and really anything. Hosted by Erica, Jose, and your girl, Flatonia. Now let's start the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode. I am followed with Flatonia McKinney and Erica Gunn. How are you, ladies? Doing good. Hey, hey. Hey guys, doing wonderful. Now, um, let's just get straight to the point. I know we usually talk a little bit about ourselves, but you know what? Just so much has gone on once again since our last episode. Um, I want to dive into the whole Gabby Petito. Um, please tell me you guys follow this whole case. Yes, it's pretty. It's, I mean, it's pretty hard not to follow it. It's everywhere on social media, all over the news. Um, it's talks within everyone's homes, to be honest. Right. No, I I, I agree. It's definitely um, all over. Like, you can't get away with it. You turn on the TV, they're talking about it. You're on YouTube, they're talking about it. Mm-hmm. TikTok, they're talking about it. I Question for you. Why do you think it's so big, like the coverage? I give social media a big like almost pat on the back for highlighting a lot of this but then I think it also opens up a lot of polarizing topics that I'm sure we'll get into but just I think social media is a big aspect think about it we've all been locked down locked up quarantined for the last two years all we have time to do right now is work in social media you know what I mean like we're we're checking in on people we're doing things and this is just one of those things that hit the algorithm and it blew up and it became how do we find this girl and how do we find her quickly I think it's great right I think it's great that she's a household name now and but I think that's how all missing persons should be and I yes I agree with you and um I'm gonna put on my will that if I'm murdered uh, just have TikTok solve it. Like, no need to call the police. Like, TikTok will solve my crime. And, you know, case closed. But it's just crazy how the social media, um, no jokes aside, but social media is solving a lot of this. And it has me question as to why isn't the authorities solving it as fast? Like, I get it. Like, But I'm pretty sure they need to have like a social media person who's going to be solving it too. Like it shouldn't be from the public, right? Um, But you know what? Something that came to my head yesterday as I started to think more and more about this. Because it's been more than 14 days that they still cannot find Ryan Laundry is is teaching people kind of how to get away with some stuff almost yeah yeah I mean it's one of those things where it's like it's almost showing like if you have the the means you can almost get away with it but you know what everyone it is one of those things where you have to say innocent until proven guilty but man isn't it crazy how like where is this guy why isn't he trying to clear his name what's going on so did you guys what I I guess what I just barely found out is the parents went on a camping camping trip with him? There's different reports and different stories and whatnot saying like they were there, they weren't there. There was also like some 
truck that was found and like pictures of the truck with two people inside that look similar to the parents um I think there was also some report saying the parents actually the ones were the ones that drove the van back so I think there's a lot going on and of course it's not all of our business we shouldn't you know know especially if it's gonna hurt the case and figuring out what happened but again it's one of those things that are super eye-opening as to how did this go on so long how how did how wasn't any of this uncovered tony let me ask you this so if you let's just say you're mrs laundry right and you find out your son is in this whole mess what would you do as a mom oh man that's the dreaded catch 22 question huh um of course you know as a parent you want to protect your children But I think with morals, you know, first off, your son was allegedly abusing this young lady. Now she's missing and now she has turned up dead. If your morals don't kick in and say, you know what? Yes, I love my son, but he did this to this woman, this young lady. This is a life that is gone. She didn't even have a chance to live. How old was she? 22? How old was she? Yeah, like 21 or something like that. Your life haven't even began yet. So honestly, I I do kind of feel like she's covering up something because she is a mother. But you have to do what's right. You know, if your son definitely did it, you need to be forthcoming if you know something. 100% agree with you. It's kind of like, I'm not a you know, human parent, but like as parents, like don't we teach like what's right and wrong? And like, yeah, like he's a person of interest, but like at the same time, first of all, let's talk about that. He's a person of interest. How do you guys feel about that? He shouldn't have left. He is a suspect. Exactly. He is a suspect. Yeah. It's wild, right? It's just it's just wild to me how he's a person of interest for so long. And it's kind of like, I don't know, like, I just feel like it would have gone another way around for other people if this... And I, I don't want to throw in race or anything, but I just feel like that's just what it is. It's just like if it was like a, you know, black or brown person, it would have been automatically, oh, yeah, that's the killer. Well, I'll throw it in. Let's talk about the person that's incongruent to all of that. I mean, right now we're talking, of course, there's many missing people. I mean, I got an Amber Alert the other day in Dallas, right? But Jelani Day went missing around the same time. African-American male, scholar, great kid, you know what I mean? Had ties to his community, great relationship with his family and his parents, went missing his clothes that he was last seen in were found in his car abandoned and we think he's just missing and we have no clue but come to find out the cops have had his body for weeks three weeks three weeks and they didn't even notify his mom they didn't even look to try and verify who this person was so same time someone of a different descent and this has nothing to do with Gabby this is this is you know rest her soul you know please pray for her her family her friends I I hate that this would happen to anyone but incongruent it's one of those things where it's just like 
a similar situation was going on of course we don't know who the people were attached to Jelani Day what happened that day we have nothing nothing at all but we have another mourning family another grieving family looking for their loved one and trying to get answers and they're not even getting any coverage no that's crazy and I listen like I know that the Gabby case has escalated quickly it's because of she did have some social media presence and she has a YouTube channel, right? And I think what happened is people just started making their their coverage on social media and it just got, it's kind of like real life true crime situations, right? Like, and it, it, I think a lot of people are interested in true crime and they think like, obviously this is something where it's like live, right? Like, it still needs to be solved. So I think people are like, ooh, let me like put my true crime hat on and help solve this case because this is crazy. Like I the story is wild. She shouldn't not have, you know, been you know, she shouldn't have died. And we see that video of the when they got pulled over and there was just signs that, you know, she wasn't there mentally, right? They you know, they thought they did the cops thought they did the right thing to, you know, separate them, but like the results was still bad. Now, Jose, with the with the with the um with with the cops pulling them over, was it parallel to that call that went in when the guy called and said, "Hey, I just seen a white van. It had a woman and a man. The man is slapping the woman around. Was that congruent?" Or was this two totally separate things? So this is where I still get confused because I thought that call came in the same day where that couple last saw them at the restaurant because they were, that's the last, that's, so this couple was pretty much the last person to see her before she died. So I thought it was that situation because they were still heated. And from my understanding was... The, the pullover was because they were speeding and he was hitting like the side curb and that's why the cop pulled them over because they thought it was in con- in conjunction of a possible DUI you know situation but I don't really know if that happened the same day or not well this is why I feel like the the justice system have failed her then because what happened with that call with the with the guy that called in and said, "Hey, I want to report a domestic violence situation." Like, did they not go out to investigate? Were they already long gone? What happened? Well, the wild part is it has me really thinking even further into the justice system. As in, that's crazy how an attorney has so much power. Let's just say, now this is uh, assuming. Let's just say the parents assume, let's just say the parents know what happened, right? If they know and they told the attorney, they don't have to tell anyone else. Yep, client attorney approved. So it's kind of like, what if the attorney, so I always ask, like, I ask, like, do you think the attorneys know at this point? Because at this point, it makes no sense that, this is how I think. At first, I thought, he killed himself but then i'm like okay no like i'm i think he's just too narcissistic to kill himself so my thing my idea is he thought of the plan on his way to florida because that's what three day drive two day drive i don't know so there was time to think and then he went on a camping trip with his 
parents. That's when they're starting to say that that um that the parents helped bought him four days to escape, basically. My thing is at the end of the day, there's a child involved here. And although it's your child you're trying to protect, I don't know, there's another child, another human being. At the end of the day, whether he did it or not, even if he did, are you going to be the people that withhold information to another parent of their child that's now passed away, now dead, now murdered? Like, yes, you don't want to lose your child in the process. I get it. But right is right and wrong is wrong. Right. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's so, it's so sad. The story, overall, the story's sad. It's wild that they're, they're not even close to finding him. And is he in another country? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's, I don't know. That's. And did you hear that um, Dog the Bounty Hunter is on the case now too? No. You know who that is? Yeah, I know who that is, but no, I did not know. Are you serious? Yeah, he, so you know who John Wash is, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. Big okay. Man. So John Wash, Dog the Bounty Hunter, now they want to help find Brian because they think this whole shit's a mess because they're like Dr. Bounty Hunter's like why are we spending the whole week at the swamp like why are we still there he's like you have to critically think he's like this guy's an outdoorsman he's like we need to look elsewhere like he's not gonna be in a swamp the swamp what I hear is that swamp has filled with alligators and snakes like why are you gonna why are you gonna chill there you know what I mean I don't know if anybody feel like this and I hate to say and yes his job is serious but I just feel like Dog the the bounty hunter really, really. You don't you don't look at that like you're making just a comic relief of this case. I mean, or is it just me? Is it just me that I don't have any respect? Is that what it is? I I I did have a second like I did have a slight thought of is this his way to getting the comeback? Thank you. I don't know. Does he? I don't know if he has a current show or not. I don't. I haven't watched him in a very long time. Like majority of the whole like you know leads and stuff has been outside of authorities so i guess since he is outside of authority and john wash is kind of like okay these two people that people trusted capturing criminals like why not have them get involved i mean it makes sense like you just said i mean everybody else is solving the case other than the right people as i said don't you think that if even if we just glanced and looked at amber alerts more and actually looked at, okay, let me remember the last three of these these um, license plates and what this person looks like in their last location. Let me keep my eyes open when I'm driving. Let me check my social media if I know this person, if I know the boyfriend, if I know... Don't you think, like, if we all as a society would just open our eyes and, like... I feel like we've gotten to a point where we're all just worried about ourselves and it's like whatever's going on over there, it's their problem. They'll fix it. They'll figure it out. But this is one of the first times that like you could really see everyone really rally together for one person. Like if we would all do this for every single person, even if we have no clue who they are, how many missing cases, how many sex trafficking, how many um, murders would be solved? How many people would be like get the whole mindset of like snitch against stitches and all this other stuff like who cares at the end of the day it's a human life 
Like, right is right, wrong is wrong. What happens when you're the person on the other side of the barrel? Now, here, let me throw in a twist. I feel like, in some way, this is another prime example as to we need to relook or reimagine what authorities roles and what support they need because here's the thing majority of the cops are not majored they're not specialized in mental health and now did they make the right call separations i don't know but it's kind of like we need like mental health so you know how someone pulls someone over and they may need a paramedics we kind of need that for like mental health. So it's like if the officer is approaching to a scene, they're like, okay, this is like a possible mental health crisis. It's kind of like, let's call a mental health person or department. Or like that, that needs to be created because I know people joke around and say mental health is, you know, people think it's funny and all that stuff, but it's quite serious. And, and I do, I know that people sometimes abuses it. But people who are actually suffering from it needs to be taken seriously. And it's like, was that the right move? Mm-hmm. Or do they really just needed someone? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it kind of goes back to people. Okay, so like, I see this all the time where cops get called in situation. And then, like, they have a person who's literally losing their mind. And then they get shot because they thought they were, the cops thought right. that they were going to kill them or threaten. It's kind of like, but the cop wasn't trained to understand this person's not really going to kill me. This person's literally losing their mind. Mm-hmm. And we need someone who's going to guide the police officer and like this is, or, or help in the situation. Yeah, I can agree with you. Um, it, it, I think that's something that a lot of the time has been talked about. We just get these people that's out of, you know, out of high school or some of them have some type of background with uh, military and there's there's no course on um, schizophrenia awareness or what happens if someone who is on the autism spectrum, if they're having a meltdown, young or old, you know, that's something that's been talked about for quite some time now. Right now. How do we change it? I don't. How do they change it? I think when people, when I say people, I'm, I'm really talking about the government. When the government realizes that mental health is a, an, an issue and we need to, you know, support it, help people out, you know, I don't know. But it's just overall, it's a sad situation. I hope that they find this little... I know it's a, he's a person of interest, but come on. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did it. Or he knows what happened. He knows, he knows what happened. It's not. Dang, Jose. <laughs> yeah, he definitely knows what happened. Mm-mm. Because, because nope. he wasn't he very I mean, cooperative with the police in the first place, right? It, it, it's, it's something else. But I do want to shift over to another situation that the government and authorities are just fucking up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's talk about the Haitians and the crisis at the border. Um, I know that they're coming over, and and I I don't know if you've seen videos, but I've seen some videos where it's just like hundreds of them coming, and and I think what got everyone's attention because this has happened before the picture came, right? Mm-hmm. And but I think the picture is what caught people, like what stopped them from their tracks. Exactly. 
We were talking about them being on horseback with whips. Now, before we go into like your thoughts on that, I think it's still kind of odd. Why are we using horses? Because <laughs> like we're in 2021. I don't know. I mean, okay. So for the terrain, I get it. You know, you, you can't take cars and trucks. So for the terrain, okay. I understand. Might be an easier way to do it. But you know how we always talk about like, or we see commercials or we see shows and we're like, ooh, that went through so many people and nobody looked at that and thought that was a bad idea. Like, in what way? Like, there were too many of them out there that nobody sat back and looked and said, hmm, doesn't this look really similar to what we were, what we've banned, what we've lawed against, what we've said is, hello? slavery like <laughs> confinement like nobody looked around and said hmm I'm whipping human beings with whips I'm hurting them like cattle but they tell you oh that was so long ago we should just leave the past in the past but the past resurrects itself each and every time I'm, I'm gonna be honest when we had, um, what, what was the last time we had refugees coming into Texas at the borders? Who, who was that? Who, oh man, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, people from Mexico. Where were they coming from? Cuba. Was it Cuba? I don't remember, I don't remember them being on horseback and whips then at all. Do you recall, Jose? To be fair, I think that the co the media coverage gotten so bad where because the media took that picture it wasn't like someone else yeah but Jose like right but at the same time that caravan they followed that caravan all the way up to the Texas border mm -hmm. like day after day I don't ever recall border patrol agents on horseback with whips. No, I. Th that's why the whole horse thing threw me off because, I mean, I've been to the border, but here in San Diego, but I don't see them in horses. They're on those little, um, dirt like ATV type things and stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah. That's why I'm like, why the fuck right. are we still using horses? First of all, I, but the whole, the whole the whole whipping part is. The whole whipping part is crazy. But you know what really ticks me off? What's that? Is when the vice president, because she was asked about this the other day, when the vice president wants to make a little sad comment saying that was unacceptable, that's not, you know, human-like, it's kind of like, well, Miss Thing, you're in power. This is your administration, so don't give me this is where it really irritates me like don't give me your corporate talk this is your power and the fact that you guys waited last minute because guess what the earthquake happened weeks ago and the the president was assassinated months ago but we want to just like do this shit last minute you know i i wish people were more outraged by it i wish I definitely understand that she was in, she's in office. This is their domain. I get that. And I 100% back that comment. And I appreciate her saying something, but I just wish there was more outrage and like, 
This is despicable. This is disgusting. This is not what we stand behind. Not only from her, from the president, from the border patrol, from everyone. It should have been, this is disgusting. This is appalling. We are putting this into review. And we are also going to make sure that all of these people have 100% medical attention. They are looked at, made sure no one was injured in the process of this because this was not done right at all. But but I'm actually going to challenge you in it a little bit because she is in power. Not once did she say, you know what? We're taking whips right now. Her comment was, it's under investigation. That's her comment. That's and, her and, I, and that's reply. why I say, I think and my thing like, should have been, it should have been more, I think it was very calm. It's under investigation. No, this is ridiculous. And we are investigating this and this we have eyes on the border. We have done A, B, and C to make sure that, you know, whatever, whatever happens. That's I I one hundred percent agree. There should have been more. That's and this is why it gets outraged and it it, it really irks me because it's kinda it's kinda like and I don't want to get political, but it's kind of like your side is no different from the other side at this point, because all that. Sh- and I, I don't I'm over here cussing this episode, <laughs> but it's kind of like all that stuff you said last year is to the trash because now it's like nothing. You know what I mean? Now it's like you have the power. They have the power to take whips away. Do you I'm guys still realize ba- that? They have the power to do that. And it's like we're under investigation. I'm still baffled that you guys had that in your artillery ready to go. It was there. How, how much did that cost? We pay for that? Yeah, it comes out of our tax dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I never knew that a Border Patrol agent's uniform included whips. That I didn't know. It blows know. my mind. I, it blows my mind, too, because I, 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 I've seen Border Patrols in the border Mexico here in SoCal. But they don't have whips. They have... Um, like, how did you guys get taught to use those? Or did we take something that we took from the horse? You know what I mean? Like, was this something that we were supposed to be using on the horse and now we're using it on actual people? I just think there's no value for human life, period. Um, I just think about, I just think about the Native Americans and them trying to build that pipe across the spiritual lands and how they treated them. Yeah. I mean, it's, history is repeating itself. 100 percent like let's i'm gonna throw it back to what we talked about um a couple weeks ago with the whole abortion law now you guys know it's one doctor that's already being sued right alan braid he's in san antonio he said that he did perform a an abortion five days after the law was passed i know they added some more stuff to the abortion law as well erica have you heard anything about it no, and honestly, I probably should. I know it's female and reproductive rights, but it angers me so much. And y'all know how I am. I'm a hothead Aries. Mm. I will go from <laughs> zero to ten in negative five seconds. So it just makes me so angry that uh, half these people. Let me stop. No, speak your it mind. It just makes me speak angry. Speak your mind. Half these people. What? Don't don't try to be all political correct here. 
I'm gonna get I, you know y'all. Okay, our listeners don't know, but Tony and Jose know that I would get this whole podcast shut down with how I really feel about people, <laughs> real quick. But um, I don't know. Like I just I don't I don't I see what's going on. Don't get me wrong, but I cannot feed into that energy. I really can't because if if we are seriously letting this happen and keep going forth and we're going to start suing people and going after people and bounties over people's head over reproductive rights and half these people can't even get it up because they're so freaking old i can't i'm not here for it let's move on i want to ask you guys one one question what's up because so many people are getting mad on both sides of the of the government right government not doing anything government only caring about themselves not for the you know the people right Mm -hmm. you guys seen handmaids right handmaid's tale love it love that show yep do you think that will happen in our country not the sense of under his eye the whole show that under his eye but in the sense of the people overtaking the government do you think that will ever happen? Because it's happening in certain countries today. You know that, right? Like today, like they it has been um, successful in two countries right now. Do you think that will ever happen in the United I States? I don't know, but that's no. You don't know. I don't think so. No. But it's scary to think that it could because I don't even trust the people in Texas. We had some crazy people out here, and I'm not saying no. I'm not crazy. But there are some real crazy people here. And if I'm thinking that I'm going to have to, I don't know. That's just, that's a lot. That's a whole lot. I'm going to say no. The reason why I'm going to say no is because look at that whole thing that happened. How many months ago when everybody, you know, ran up on, uh, ran up on, I'm going to say that, ran up on Capitol Hill. (laughs) Because that's what happened. I think. And nothing happened. What when's the, when's the last time you heard anything about that other than oh there was a realtor here, what was that realtor at um, Erica was that in Denton she was or from Texas she got her so own private jet crazy yeah, she, but she was here in DFW though they found her and then I don't know about the guy with the whole Native American headdress thing on I don't know what happened with him but do you see what I'm saying how there is a big disparity how they treated people from from Haiti people from Cuba and then you talk about the people that did that with government and nothing was done other than oh we have your pictures here we're looking for this person okay so you're saying that the people probably won't be able to take over the government do you think another country will take over our government I think that would be one thing we all rally against you know what I mean like that would be the one thing to get everybody on the same page is like we're yeah <laughs> yeah like the U.S. we are a dysfunctional group of They're people like, oh hell no but the one thing you won't do <laughs> is take over like yeah. that's the one thing we'd agree on just know that I have a passport for a reason because when I gotta go <laughs> when stuff get crazy down here Hey, I gotta go. I gotta go. I already got. I don't know, Jose. The, the government listening to this podcast. You already on the do not fly list. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know, Delta put like what sixteen hundred people on there. You might be already on there. <laughs> oh no, I'm in Delta Rewards member, so they cannot do that to me. <laughs> 
that's wild. But you know what? We've been talking a lot about some craziness. This is let's probably end it in a good topic. Um, what's exactly exactly? That's why I'm gonna say what's happening in America that's good. Tell me. I know, right? Please let me know, Jose, so we can end it on a good note. What's happening that's good? Well, it's not a good note. It's not a good note, but it's a different note, right? It's a less heavy okay. note. What's going on with Zillow, guys? I mean, we're all business owners. We use millennials building roots, and you know, a lot of our millennial and other listeners are looking to buy homes and sell homes and buy real estate and becoming landlords. Right. Have y'all heard about how Zillow is possible? Is uh, allegedly, uh, quote unquote, allegedly purchasing up a bunch of homes in certain neighborhoods at a higher rate so that they can control the comps in different areas have you heard about that well i don't think it's going to be any different than open door because open door quite the open door does that and i think here's the crazy here's the crazy part sellers talk a lot of crap about real estate agents right they have their own opinions and right. their own experiences, right? And we all know we can say there's are bad agents out there, right? But it's funny how those mm-hmm. who don't want to work with the agent rather, uh, let's see, get scammed thousands of dollars of their equity. Because when they sell their home on an open door, they're losing like 50 grand. Because open door is like, we'll buy your house at this price. And then... They literally will only clean the carpet, wash the walls or whatever, and then put it on the market for like a hundred K more. Yeah, there's a house right around the corner from me. That house been on the market for I wanna say at least three months now. But they can hold it for that long. They have the overhead to be able to hold it for that long because there are people that will pay over the, you know, market value of that home. Y'all I remember looking okay, so what was it, through four years ago when we were looking for homes? I wanted to be out mm-hmm. close to near my parents, but it was more expensive. So we started looking at open door. We started looking at Zillow. Like, of course, I'm a real estate agent, but we were going through all the different ways to look for homes. And we came across an open door home and literally walked in the door and got smacked in the face with a smoke. Like someone had been cigarette, cigarette smoke. smoke. They had been, they had to have been, the home was like a 2015, 2016. So back then still fairly new because we're talking 2018, 19, right? That house would have been perfect, right? Would have been awesome. But first off, it was a little overpriced. And then we thought, okay, well, maybe we're just being cheap, right? So we, we view the home, it's open door. It's one of those where they purchased it for low, low, low. They put lipstick on a pig. And when I tell you, There was no way to get that smoke out. You know how sometimes they're like, oh, you can air it out. You can repaint. You can get. No, no. It was so. You gotta hire a whole team for that. We viewed the home for less than five, ten minutes. And I had a headache for the next two days. Mm -mm. It was Was bad. Was the walls like like, tarred with the nicotine? No, that was the thing. It was like they had already tried to paint it. They had already tried to paint it and like do what they want. And and it st- it looked good. Like if you didn't have the smell, the house looked great. So they just paint it. and see, and that but smell goes right through the paint. If you're just painting right over through the it. paint, so if it's that bad, they're not supposed to paint. They're supposed to 
literally take out the drywall. I don't even know how the painters were in there long enough to paint it. Anyway, so it that was, was a real lipstick on a pig. It was lipstick on a pig, and they will wait until they get the money that they want for that house. Yes, they have the power to do it because they have the capital to do it. And, and you know, if those of you who don't know what Open Door is, it's similar to what Erica was saying with Zillow in a sense of purchasing homes. They're not, Open Door is not per se like Zillow as a consumer perspective like getting on the app searching for homes zillow still is number one and probably will remain number one i'm not too worried about it because we have open door here and they buy homes but um it's not like they're buying every home but i don't think people realize what that does like for us we get it. it's like okay then the, the number the comps just increase right we're still going to sell homes we're still going to buy homes you're jose you're an investor you're still going to try and find the best amount for it if comps go up it only helps your flips right it, it's the end of the day what you sell it for is what but i don't think the consumer our our listeners i don't think they understand that it's not about, oh, let's wait till that bubble pops because no matter if bubble pops or not, these prices are increasing and these these interest rates are increasing. Either way, you're going to be paying more for a house. And, and if anyone's listening, if you're not a realtor, um, let's just say this. So if you're a seller, you're a homeowner who's thinking to sell, right? And you don't know what we're really talking about. Let me just tell you something. Those big brokerages, and I'm not going to say their names, um, but they were pretty big. They're kind of like Zillow. When they say 1%, just read the fine print. Because Erica and Tony and I, we all talked about this, you know, last year, was it's not really 1%. You got to look at your closing settlement statement and you'll realize you were actually charged 6%. But they advertise 1% because you know what? How they trick people is they say starting at 1% and not realizing they're paying more, right? But they change the verbiage, right? Because have you guys seen a a closing statement with Zillow or Open Door? They change wordings. They say service fee, agent fee, brokerage fee, right? They make these special words where it's like, oh, that adds up 6%. They have the power to advertise like that and they have the money to advertise everywhere where people are just going to fall for it, unfortunately. But it's not always the greatest move. You can probably hire a realtor who's going to give you the most equity, you know, even though you pay a commission for them. I ran into somebody in my neighborhood just the other weekend and um, they were like, sometimes we just like cruise the neighborhood and um, they were building a, in house. a golf cart. In a golf cart. I knew Tony was going to say that. Yeah, if anyone didn't know, Erica Erica is pretty rich. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at all. And it's not even my golf cart. It's my neighbor's. Um, But um, we were just cruising around, you know, getting some air, getting the girls out. And we ran across these homeowners that were um, purchasing, building a home. Big home. Huge home, right? Beautiful it was, you know, they were coming to admire it. You know, the, what new home buyers do, especially new build home buyers, they come and see their land all the time, right? And I was like, oh, where are you moving from? Just being friendly and neighborly. And my realtor hat like popped on real quick because they're like, oh, just down the street in Hillstone or, you know, whatever. I probably shouldn't put it all out there, but um, just down the street. And I was like, 
oh, that's a new community. And she was like, yeah, we just moved in a year ago. But Open Door gave us a contract during the height of all of the real estate getting, you know, really expensive. Um, they gave us a contract that we couldn't, we couldn't deny. We had to take it. So they contract. I said, Oh, so you've already closed on your home. Where are you living? And she said, in our house, they're waiting until we close on basically the day before they close on their new build home, they will close on their actual home and they have guaranteed they will pay that price. So mind you, Prices have, they haven't dipped, but they've, they've steadied. So whatever inflated amount that they agreed to back in June, July, which was probably ridiculous, they're going to get at the end of this year, October, November, when they close. I don't know how true this is. Please no, I did not read any open door contracts. I have not worked with them by myself originally or anything like that. So I don't know, but it just seemed very weird to me that they were okay. Open door as a company is okay with taking and giving a price for a home that is probably so inflated. Because we remember, guys, during the summer, homes were going for 100 150 so much more than what they were worth. And then now come into the year while things are steadied out a little bit, they're still going to give these homeowners this, this amount of money. Well, you know, now that you're saying that, it's kind of like there's been lawsuits to the – Department of Justice or whatever is cl- complaining how real estate agents commission like to, for the government to control our commissions because they say we make so much money when you know people don't really realize if you're not an agent you hardly make six percent like you hardly like you don't make six percent you share that and a lot of times we got to cut because we're competing right unfortunately that's just how reality is but the purpose of the complaint or to file a lawsuit is because they believe that the agents are the one driving up the price to get a higher commission, right? Now it's like, wait a second, now you have now you brought a good point, Erica. It's kinda like they need to target Zillow, Open Door. What's the other one called? Redfin. And who's the other one like that's buying that's a big name? Um all of yeah, offer pad. Because yep. they're the one that's really driving up the numbers. They're over here buying low, then selling really high. It's kind of like the same model as 400 <laughs> and then they're listing at 475 All we can do is sell the home right? for what the homeowner wants and what someone's mm-hmm. going to buy it for. I don't understand how people are like real estate agents are driving up the market. I literally can go across the street and sell my neighbor's house, but I'm only going to get what a buyer's going to pay for it. I'm not telling the buyer to exactly. give 50000 over. I wish I could, but that's not how it works. I just think it's crazy how uh, misinform- misinformation is just passed around. Um, I remember, Erica, with one of your listings uh, that I helped with a buyer that was interested, that was unrepresented. Um, he had a couple people that worked with him, and they were telling him, no, no, th- what they're going to do, you're, this lady right here talking about me, what she's going to do, she's going to just pretend like she's representing you and they're going to confer with each other. Talk about Erica because she was the listing agent with this property. They're going to confer with each other and they're just they're just going to go with the deal that's higher. That's it. And it's so much more than just price. So much more. Y'all, I had Tony working on. So I don't like doing double ended deals, especially when I have a very emotional seller, because I never want my clients to feel like I'm riding the fence or I'm working with the other side. So when it came to this seller, 
I made sure that any buyers that came in unrepresented, I would refer it out. Yes, at the end of the day, that's losing money, but my moral compass just does not let me cross that line, right? In some deals you can, especially like investors, things like you can cross that line. But this one I can't. And in my state, it's it's legal. So this one, I had Tony representing one unrepresented buyer. I had my mother representing another unrepresented buyer. Mm-hmm. And it's funny when they say like, oh, you should be able to get this because you know the listing agent or they're going to confer and get the highest offer. I had two people I knew that I could have told them the highest bid. I could have told them the highest bid. And they both lost out on this deal be I chose a different agent because they came with I'm at the end of the day I'm going to be an honest listing agent I'm going to be an honest buyer's agent I don't win or lose anything by helping someone else that's not helping my client our duty is to help our clients so exactly I love it when people say that because I'm like "Mm, actually you could be my own flesh and blood and you're not going to get the deal yeah but you know we can just always talk about all these different topics and we have more to come on our next couple of episodes that we have lined up but i think today's conversation was pretty pretty heavy on with the you know circumstances that's circulating in in our own country um and um but i just want to pay some respects and you know my whole condolences goes to the family of the petito family of you know gabby petito i feel i feel bad and you know i hope that they find uh mr dirty laundry and um go from there but <laughs> and and to the day family as well yes yes um did you guys have anything else you guys want to discuss Let's end it on a good note, like you guys said. <laughs> all right. Well, we have our girl, Erica, who's going to close us out. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the Millennials Building Roots podcast. Please remember to follow us on Instagram. And also, you can listen to us. We're all podcast platforms, Anchor, as well as Apple Podcasts and anywhere else. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks. Bye. See you later. Bye.